The Roots team is proud to bring you Strengthen Your Roots, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into connecting with teammates on topics like leadership, as well as personal and professional skill building. Welcome back to Strengthen Your Roots. I am Sarah Walter, Financial Officer in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and your host for this month's episode. We are kicking off our series on Side Hustle Spotlights. Today, we'll cover fitness and continue on with financing crypto while sprinkling in some spotlights on other employee resource groups. Today, I'm excited to have Maggie Holub, YBS Relationship Officer, with me. Maggie, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Sarah. Before diving into questions, would you give us a brief professional and personal bio? Professionally, like you said, I'm a YBS relationship officer. I'm up in Northeast Nebraska, so I cover Sioux City, Norfolk, all the way out to O'Neill. And I've been with the company a little over 12 years. I've had a different, few different positions within the company. I started out in Omaha, Nebraska in the underwriting department, did that for about seven years, and then moved up into Northeast Nebraska did the relationship officer role and then was extremely excited when they rolled out this YBS role. It fits really well personally with what I do. I have farmed on our family farm for almost eight years. I'm going into my eighth growing season. I took the farm over when my dad passed away and have, I guess I live on the farm where I grew up. And I also, for my part-time, part-time job, I teach fitness and have that as my little side hustle. Very nice. Um, can you give us a background of your side hustle? So that my background is, it's, it's a little lengthy, if that's okay. So this, this is going to take up most of it here. But it started, I, I've, I went to a two-room schoolhouse for, for school, I guess, growing up. And we always had to run around the perimeter of the school for our recess. And that was like our active PE. So where I'm getting with this is that's what really inspired me, or I guess really what trained me on running is those experiences when I was in grade school. So I took my running into my high school career where I did cross country. And then I I did a half marathon when I was in college. But when I landed my full-time job with Farm Credit, I lived in Valley, Nebraska, which is right outside of Omaha, and we're blessed with a YMCA there. So I joined that, and I really just wanted access to a treadmill because that's what I wanted to do was run. But I got exposed to group fitness classes, and I honestly fell in love with them. So I, I was a member there for three, four years, and then once my dad passed away, I really wanted to keep fitness in my life, and I didn't know how I was going to do that. So I selfishly, when I moved home to the farm, I decided to become a fitness instructor. So I got certified in, um, it's ACE is what it's called. So I did those classes. And then I also got certified in Les Mills Body Pump, which is the specific format I like to teach that I do most often. And um, it really allowed me, I guess, the commitment you know, if I have a class on a schedule, I, I need to go to it. I have to teach and it keeps me working out. And then um, it pays for my, my fuel and my gas and my time, I guess, when I go. Because when I started farming in 2015, times were not great in agriculture. So it was another way for me to cash flow things that I needed to do. That makes total sense. That's that's my that's my journey um, up to that point, I guess. 
up to when okay. I that when I was in Omaha. And then it's evolved from there. So when I moved to Northeast Nebraska, I had no idea, like, how am I going to, I can't bring my YMCA with me, but I did end up, I am on that um, schedule still at the YMCA in Valley, Nebraska every Saturday morning. So I do that on the weekends because I only live an hour from there. But I, as I traveled through Northeast Nebraska, I realized there wasn't a lot of resources for gyms in small towns, let alone instructors and group fitness classes. So that's when I had the idea of, I, I bought a 16 foot enclosed trailer and I bought used weights and bar, mini barbells. Like if you've ever done a pump, a body pump class, it's an hour long weightlifting class. You use low weights and a lot of reps. So you work every major muscle group for five to six minutes at a time. Little side note there for you explaining body pump. But, um, so I went and bought 25 sets of weights and little workout stations and I pull up to a park or a public place and we all meet and work out and load up and I'm done. So that's, that's what it's evolved to now. Very cool. Very cool. Um, how did you go about getting certified to be a trainer? I was... This was the great thing, partnering with the YMCA, and one of the main reasons I still am affiliated with them, but they have all the training with ACE, and that's just your, I mean, where we go to get our, our training through the Y, and then um, they had, I mean, we have Les Mills Body Pump, that brand, in our facility, so that was, the, I mean, that's where I really figured out, you know, like I had that access to that resource, but, um, the body pump piece of it, we went for a week. I say we, there's a group of us from the Y we went for a weekend into Omaha. They brought in a certified trainer. We got all the background, got all the education we needed. And then we weren't necessarily turned loose to go teach. We had to find a mentor. And so we mentored or taught underneath or with another instructor for 90 days then we had to turn around and tape ourselves teaching and we sent it off to Les Mills the company and they approved it or gave us constructive feedback and told us to improve on these things and redo it so it's legitimate it it, it was a process um how do you spread the word about where you'll be and when you'll be there it's all the network in the community communities that I'm involved in. So I've picked strategically picked communities that I already had close connections with. And so I, I just partner with who's ever passionate about getting fitness going in their community. And I let them be my voice. And I tell them when I can be there and they publicize it either on Facebook or send um, a lot of places have community websites or town websites. They'll post it out there. And Main thing is consistency. So I'm going to be in Pilger, Nebraska on Monday nights at 7 o'clock. Just keep that going and people just know. And then I... I yep, they learn your schedule. Yeah, they, they get in on the schedule, you know. And I always announce, you know, if something's going on the week before. And I have a personal Facebook page, too, that I try to post things on as to where I am and what I'm doing. It's not my cool. it's not my strong suit by any means the the whole Facebook marketing or piece of it so that's why I partner with other other people. Yep, that makes sense. 
How often do you set up in those little little towns? Seasonally through the summer, and then I try to set up in a town once a week. So, for example, Pilgrim, Nebraska on Mondays, and then Windside, Nebraska on Wednesdays. And then I pick towns that are relatively close to each other, so within like 10 to 15 miles, because it's not much for us up here to drive that far in, in a day, you know, to go somewhere. So if they want to get in on the Pilgrim workout, they can, and then they can go to the Windside workout, and they get two workouts in a week. And is there a membership for that? No, that's the other, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like a donation of my time, but I don't like how you have to have a membership to a lot of gyms. I think that steers a lot of people away and all of us are busy. We're all working adults. So sometimes our schedules just always don't align, but I just have a drop-in fee. Every time you show up, you pay me $2 and you work out. So it's simple, super simple. I don't like every anything complicated. Maybe. That's great. It gives people an opportunity to get in and work out and not um, have to commit too much up front. Yeah, and the more more complicated the ma- you make it, the easier the excuse is not to go. So I want it where you don't even have to think about it. Just, just come. So how do you balance um, your farm credit work with your side hustle and also your... Um, farming life as well? That's a hard question, Sarah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a juggling act for sure. Um, like highlighted it a little bit, but the trailer is seasonally and I try to do that in between the farming seasons. So I take harvest off and I take planting off. So it's really the summertime that gets pretty busy with the fitness side. But I do still teach in West Point, Nebraska and Valley you know, all year round. So those are during times, you know, 530 in the morning and eight o'clock in the morning on on a weekend and on a weekday morning. So doesn't interfere with farm credit time. And, and that's when I'd be working out anyway. So that works out well. From the farming standpoint, I juggle that in between evenings, weekends and vacation is how I strategically plan that or manage that. Gotcha. What do you see as the biggest challenges or maybe some challenges that you've seen during COVID? From the fitness side of it, it's completely, I wouldn't say completely, it's evolved our world. I think a lot of people really gravitated. I mean, all they, the option they had was to work out at home. I think people got really comfortable with that. And, and I say comfortable in a good way. Cause it, you're, I mean, you, it's, it's nice to work out at home. It's a, it's a easy way to do it. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to do anything, but it's, it's changed our fitness world. So there's more, more apps you can download, more YouTube videos. You can search more Pinterest, you know, workouts you can find. So people are maybe not going to the gym as much cause they can, they have that availability to do it at home. And I think a lot of people have found their own equipment and maybe set up their own little home gyms. So they like to utilize that resource too. So we're coming back from COVID. It's been an interesting journey there. So, Thank goodness. So maybe COVID um, created an opportunity for you as people started to want to do more things at home um, and giving them the opportunity to get out of the house. I mean, that was the nice thing through COVID too, because we still worked out. We were working out outside and you could socially distance from people. 
So, I mean, even though we had restrictions, maybe they weren't as strict as what, you know, your big box gyms would have, you know, where some of them had to close. In our small towns, we can all stay 20 feet apart, and I can I can set up the stuff before people get there, and then we just put sanitizing wipes on everything. So that was actually, it was a way for people to actually see each other through COVID, too. Um, do you have any short or long-term goals for your side hustle this year? Short-term goals, I get through planting season here, and I'll get my trailer up and up and going down the road again and get some some locations back on the schedule. I would like to I don't have anything in my in my local community here in Scribner or North Bend, Nebraska. I'd like to get something on the schedule with them. So that's a goal. I have a have a I don't know, it's probably a lofty goal maybe is what you would say, but I would like to eventually evolve this where it could go across Nebraska or geographically across, you know, the Midwest where where we have more rural communities. I'd like to roll it out in more rural communities and have other instructors work for me or with me. You know, it's, it's nice to get an instructor, not an instructor, like an individual excited about it in each town and then get them the certification. Like that's my long-term goal is to just get more people passionate in their communities but I also really enjoy, this is the farmer in me, I enjoy building the trailers and setting those up. So if I can make that a business too, I think that'd be super fun to provide the actual resource for each community, the trailer and the equipment. That's awesome. I hope to see that um, come through fruition for you. Uh, that would be great getting all those rural communities involved. I do have another I don't know, it's another lofty goal, but I think it'd be neat to be able to pair with like corporate America or any sort of, you know, larger organization. You know, if you have a team meeting offsite and you're away for two or three days, just be able to teach a class in the morning or the evening for a whole group of, you know, co-worker, you know, co-workers or a company. So I thought about taking it more the corporate route too. I thought that'd be interesting or another cool way to try it. How do you measure your success? If I can change one person's life it, for the better, it's successful to me. I My dad passed away from brain cancer, which, it, it, I mean, that was hard for me to watch. And it was an eye-opening experience for me at 23 years old. You have one body and that's all you get. You have one chance at, at life. So you need to take care of it. You need to take care of yourself. And if I can be that resource and that inspiration and that spirit for people, that's my end goal and, and I guess what excites me and why I do what I do. And that's, that's awesome. That's success to me. So I'm just going to ask you now some questions um, about fitness related advice or recommendations. Okay. How many days a week uh, should a person work out? I'm all about, we're all adults. We're all busy. We all have crazy schedules. You do what you can fit in in the day. And you do what you need to to take care of yourself. I mean, we all know 
if you're, you know, in our fitness journeys where we're at, you know, if you're new to it, you're not going to go jump in and work out two hours a day for six days a week. You know, you're going to slowly progress into working out. And it, it takes almost six to eight weeks to get into a pattern and a habit and make it a habit and make it something you're going to continuously do. So my advice is, is don't beat yourself up if, if you know, if you miss the workout or if, if one doesn't go as planned, but do it based on what works for your schedule. Now, medically, they say you should work out three to four times a week for 30 minutes. I mean, I, I'll say that, but do what works for you. So that should maybe be a goal. Yes. But start somewhere. Yes. Perfect. Is working out in the night at night or in the morning better? Does it matter, in your opinion? Oh, I think you should do a variety of times to keep your body guessing all the time. But again, I go back to we're all adults and we all need to just do what works in our schedule. I I enjoy morning workouts. I There's something about getting up and getting it done and it just, you get those endorphins going and it just kickstarts your entire day. I also like to change it up and do some workouts over lunch. If you have, you know, if, if you have the ability to work from home or if your gym's close where you could sneak away, it is a good way to just decompress. And evenings, I, I'd work out a lot in the evenings too. So I just think variety is really good. It keeps your body guessing. Leading into the next question then, what's the best way to vary your workouts? I would find something that you enjoy. Whether that's weightlifting or if it's the elliptical or if you like to go for a bike ride when the weather's nice, find something you enjoy. That's my first challenge. And then they recommend doing strength training two to three times a week. So you want to get that in. Um, and then cardio, the other handful of times that you can work out. So I would also say variety. Do a couple intense workouts a week and then do some moderate or some yoga or some stretching or some Pilates so you're not always constantly beating up on your body. That'd be my advice too. So vary those levels of intensity, vary the time of the day you do it, and vary the activity that you do. Strength training, cardio. And how long do we need to do those activities each day? I... I have another weird philosophy. So if I'm going to go through the effort of putting on my workout clothes and getting sweaty, I'm going to work out as long as my schedule allows. So they say 30 minutes a day. You should do, you should get your heart rate going. I like to go 45 minutes to an hour. Sometimes it dabbles longer than that, depending on what I have time for. I think that's fair. But if I have to go through the effort of washing my hair, I mean, I'm, I'm going to make it worth my time. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I hear that you've maybe done some marathons in your life. So I was wondering if you could tell us how to prep for a half or a full marathon. I've done one full marathon and I've done 25 half marathons. I'd like to add to my bucket list another another full, but we'll we'll get there eventually. Yes. Yeah, so what can you do to prep for a half marathon? Those are, those are more versed for me. I have better experience with those. Again, you can find a lot of things online for resources. I would recommend 
finding a training plan. Even if you're a regular runner, it's something nice to keep you accountable and hold you to a schedule. Um, I wouldn't run every single day of the week. Listen to your body. If you're out four, three, four, five times a week, that's good. Um, what I One rule of thumb I liked to follow was the weekly runs that you do Monday through Friday. You should combine those miles. You know, say you're on two miles on Tuesday, two miles on Wednesday, and four. That's eight miles. You shouldn't run any more than eight miles on your long run on the weekends. So I like to do my shorter training runs through the week and then my long run on a Saturday or Sunday to build up that mile base. If you're new to running, I would find a training plan that's 15 to 16 weeks of training. You want to build that mile base so you don't hurt yourself and you know create injuries where you can't run anymore or have to recover from. And then even if you're a seasoned runner or an intermediate runner, I'd still recommend if you've got a race that you're thinking of, give yourself 12 weeks to train for it. That's great advice. The key is putting in the time and putting in the miles. Absolutely. Find uh, more advice there. Find a training buddy or individuals that like to run. That's kept me extremely accountable over the years. I've got a group of friends. We met every Saturday morning and we ran. Even some, there's, there's a lot of, excellent athletes in farm credit a lot of good runners even if you just mention the more you talk about running the more you, the more you'll find out oh they run you know and, and you can it's it's a fun community to be a part of and you'll find that so don't be don't be shy about it talk about it with others and you'll find a community that you'll fall in place with and use them for training runs use them to actually go sign up for different races. That'd be another thing. Pick a race you want to do and start training for it. So we just have a few rapid fire questions for you. So just answer quickly. Your first, um, the first thought comes to mind. So nothing too, too crazy here. Okay. Do you prefer sit-ups or push-ups? Sit-ups. This episode's podcast ponder question is... <laughs> and what's your favorite type of workout? I'm going to say body pump. I enjoy the strength-based training. Eggs or toast? Eggs. Form or function? Form, like, form in, like, fitness? Can in I, anything. Can I, can I ask, like, questions for your questions? <laughs> sure. Okay, for, say it one more time. Form, what was it? Form or function? Form. So, form? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, do you prefer the gym, to work out at the gym or at home? Home. Cardio or strength? Strength. All right. So those were fun. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> were those the toughest questions? Those were stressful. <laughs> Well, that is all the questions that I have for you. Is there anything else that you'd like to highlight or discuss before we sign off for the day? I would encourage everyone just to do some self-reflection and figure out where they're at. And I would encourage everyone to have some sort of a fitness plan or personal, like just some way you take care of yourself. I can't express that enough. 
we only have one, we're only one person and we're only one body and we're only here for so long. Just take care of yourself. Also very good advice. That's my biggest advice. So hopefully everybody takes that away and can gain something. Maggie, I would like to thank you for joining me for the first episode of Side Hustles. I'm happy to have had the opportunity to talk with you about your fitness and how you have used this as a side hustle. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please email Dollar Sign Roots with questions, comments, feedback, or ideas for future episodes. Also, don't forget to answer the podcast ponder question on Yammer for a chance to win some great Roots swag. Come back next month as we shine the ERG spotlight on Beacon and sign up for our email subscription so you don't miss the next Roots episode. Thank you all and have a great day. Thank you for joining us on Strengthen Your Roots. We hope you'll join us again on our next episode.